Welcome to the Equipers Church Budapest podcast. We hope today's message will encourage and inspire you. For more information, check equiperschurch.au. But hey, before we move on, before I start, uh, why don't we stand up for the last time? We just quickly pray. So come on, let's stand up all together and we're just going to quickly pray. So I just say something and feel free to repeat after me. Holy Spirit, here I am. I open my heart and my mind. Speak to me. Transform me. Remove every distraction. Help me to focus on your voice. In Jesus' name, everybody says, Amen. Amen. Woo. Take a seat, guys. Hey, I, I love that we right now we go through this series. If you are with us for a couple of weeks, we just uh, go through a series called By Faith. And I remember when we, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we've been just making decisions and thinking, ah, uh, what series we should do right now? Uh, and just really like, kind of like, what is the journey and that God wants to take us? And we had a couple of options we've been deciding. And when we saw this one called By Faith, we just, all of us, we just knew like, ah, this is for us right now. This is what we need to do. And I just really believe God wants to take us together as a church for this amazing journey that we can learn to live uh, by faith. And I, I love how it sounds, you know, when you say like, by faith. You, you, you don't hear these words um, in a normal conversation. Yeah, when, when you hang out with uh, your workmates yeah, in your work, or with your classmates in your schools, you, you don't hear anyone speaking like uh, by faith, you know, it's, it's a special vocabulary. But when you start to hang out with real Christians, I, re I really believe that you, you're going to hear this word more often. And I just really believe that we as a Christians in this church will speak like this more. And, but yeah, uh, it's been a crazy year, guys. I don't know if you realize, but this has been one of the craziest year we, in our lives we, we got to see. And it, it's just six months since the war started in Ukraine. And it, it just um, influenced the whole world. There are terrible consequences because of that. Everybody is suffering. Many people died. Crazy year. Then we see uh, COVID-19 is still around. Uh, there are new, you hear about new mutations, new waves. Then there is inflation is doing bad, um, the, the biggest inflation for me after many years. Then the foreign is doing bad, uh, international environmental crisis, um, China issues, and all this stuff. I don't, I don't even want to go there, guys, but there is, it's a crazy year. And I really believe that for us as a Christian, this is not time to step back and ignore all the chaos. Instead, for us as Christians, I really believe that this is the time when we need to learn how to live by faith. And it's really important for us. And I just really believe that, you know, in the middle of all of this that's happening right now, I know many people are sometimes messaging me like, hey, this is crazy, Lutz, what's happening? And I know we are aware of that as a Christians. But, you know, I, I really believe that we need to have the perspective that somehow in the middle of all of this chaos, come on, Jesus is still on the throne. Come on, he's still, I don't know how, he's still able to fulfill his purpose. Come on. And I just really believe if you, if you choose to anchor your life and your faith into who is God, into certainty of His promises, I really believe that you're going to see Him moving powerfully in your life. You know, um, about three or four years ago, um, 
we as a family went on a, on a journey. Uh, me and my life, I, uh, it, it came to a point when, when I couldn't breathe, breathe through my nose, maybe for like a one year. So it was a, a really long period and just out of nothing, we just find out like, ah, why I don't smell anything? I can't breathe through my nose. And, you know, since I was a child, I was, um, I was growing up with allergy. So I was just thinking like, man, probably I just don't take my medicine properly or probably just my medicine is bad. Or um, uh, probably just got to do something with this allergy or something like that, or it's just getting worse. But after one year, you just really start to ask yourself a questions. Like, uh, it's not going back. In fact, it was just getting worse and worse. So it came to my point, like, it was probably one year that I couldn't breathe permanently through my nose. I got to breathe through my mouth. And it, the life uh, really got complicated. And so we as a family, uh, after we started asking uh, questions, we uh, started to looking uh, to uh, doctors. We went to a doctor check, uh, check, and one doctor told us that there is a six centimeter big aggressive tumor in the middle of my head right under the brain. And uh, for us as a family, it was big shock, um, especially yeah, as well for me. Uh, we didn't expect that. It was quite a surprise. And I remember that just really uh, being in incredibly scared. Just didn't know what was going to happen, what will be next. Um, you know, all the crazy thoughts going in your mind. What is going to be cancer? All of us know how badly can cancer end. That year, actually, one of our close friends just died because of a tumor in her brain. And now we as a family find out the news that I actually have uh, this tumor, uh, big aggressive tumor in the brain. So we, we, as, we, as we were really shocked and sad as a family because of that. And you can imagine that everything changes, your whole plans changes. So I was just in the middle of my high school and we were dating already with Kika. Um, so our life changed, basically. We went on a journey where I needed to have six surgeries in two years, and it was really hard. It took me about one month to recover from a surgery, obviously. So it was a really hard journey. And I just remember, like, every surgery, after every surgery, we were believing it's going to be the last one. I remember when we were sitting there and just waiting for results and just really having this like childish expectation, like, oh, what if this is gonna be the one? They will tell us like the results are good, you know? And of course, every time I heard the results are bad, there is still tumor, you still gotta need to have another surgery. So it was hard, uh, it was hard. And in the middle of all of this situation, um, what happened, we, we got married with Kika and uh, after that, we, uh, we just felt like God is calling us to do, to go, uh, to do Bible college in New Zealand at Cooper's College. So we uh, basically just started to talking about this idea with our parents, with our family, uh, with our friends. Our friends were like shocked, like, you can't do it. It's stupid. Don't do that. You need to first finish your... Um, health condition, then you can go. My parents as well, they didn't even want to hear about anything like that. <laughs> First, you got to finish. Come on, we've been working so hard for two years to remove this tumor, and it's growing bad fastly. You cannot just leave for a long time. It can grow back or anything like that. But yeah, we just really, we just really uh, knew that God is calling us to do something. Just really knew that. We had this peace, 
And uh, so we, we, we made our decision, we're gonna go. And after we went there, um, so we, uh, we decided to go there, we fly to New Zealand, and COVID came, we couldn't come back. But I remember um, just really being in the environment of faith every day in the Bible college, he hearing about these stories, hearing the theology about what is God like, what are his promises, and what is his character like. And just really, I remember like, um, um, it really stirred up something in us about who God is and he would be able to heal us. And so it was a journey. And I remember in the middle of year, uh, we, we decided that we need to know what's happening. We can't ignore it anymore. We need to know what's happening. We can't fly back. We wouldn't be able to come back and finish the year. So the principal of the Bible college, he actually took us to a doctor's check. And he took us to the doctor, and the doctor, you know, he took the camera, he went into my um, sinuses. I will not be graphic, I don't know if there are any children, but it looked like from Transformers, you know, the scene like when they went into this head, and it was crazy. Yeah, but he went to my sinuses, I remember what he said. He said, there is nothing there. And all I can say that God is good, and he's faithful, and we were really super, yeah, come on, yeah. Yeah, and it was really a big miracle for us as a family that we, we, be, we went there to New Zealand still knowing that there is tumor that needs to be removed, but we came back without, with a miracle. And just, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, so cool. Uh, basically, what I would love to talk to you guys tonight is uh, living by faith. I'm just going to read from the book of Joshua. Uh, what does it mean to live by faith? Okay, so... Um, we are, we're going to start in Joshua chapter 1, the first two verses. Uh, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, you can imagine the situation, yeah? Moses just died. Um, uh, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, which was Moses' assistant at that time, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm, out, I'm about to give them. To the Israelite. Why don't you look at your neighbors and say, get ready. Come on. Yo. So I, I love this. I love this. Um, what, what's happening here in this first chapter. So basically God is commissioning Joshua to achieve three things. Okay. Three things that God is commissioning. The first one is to enter the promised land. Yeah. And the second one is to defeat the enemy. And the third one is to claim the inheritance. And I just really love this. So uh, basically, God, God didn't give to Joshua any explanation on how he would achieve these things. That's because God's people, they don't live out of explanation. They live out of promises. But God gave to Joshua for each task a promise. So we're going to go through it. We're going to read each promise for, for each task. That God is giving to him. But I just really imagine for a moment if you can picture like how easy would the life be if God would give us explanations for just even like imagine, ah, go there. But how? Well, that's the point. Use your faith. Do it by faith. So God, his tendency doesn't always share the details with us, even if he would like to. It's more like, no, we got to rely on his word and on his character. So I just really believe that when you, when you trust God's promises and you step out, out of faith, you can be sure that the Lord will do something significant in your life. 
But hey, so why don't we look at the first one? So the first one is enter the promised land. Why don't we say it all together? Come on. Enter the promised land. Cool. So good. So let's read from the next verses from Joshua chapter 1, 3 to 4. All right. Uh, cool. So God continues. He's telling to Joshua, I will, I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised to Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all this Hittite country and the Mediterranean Sea in the west. But I love that like God is telling to Joshua, he gives him this promise. So he's telling, you gotta, uh, he's giving commission like you gotta enter the promised land. But I promise you that I will give you every place where you set your foot. So as you see that God tells him what to do. He doesn't tell him how you will do it. But he gives him a promise that he will do it. So that I, I love for those of you who don't know what is the promised land. Uh, it's gone long before this. And it's just the Bible often talks about it uh, as a land flowing with milk and honey. So you can imagine it's something that you, where you want to be. And uh, the promised land, I would briefly, you can symbolize this as something, uh, as a place where God wants you to be. And I just really believe that uh, when you think about it, as a Christians, we don't live in the promised land by default. There is often obstacle to get there. But I love, when, when you look at the context here, uh, basically there is a huge crowd, yeah? Some, some scholars believe that the total number of the Israelites who looked left Egypt during the Exodus, uh, women and children and all men included, was around 2.4 million people. So imagine the size of Budapest, yeah, the size of Budapest, now double it, and imagine this huge crowd, this huge crowd that are leaving the Egypt, after that they are crossing the Red Sea, and after that they are somehow being lost in the desert for 40 years and now they are so close they are so close to the promised land and God even tells you you gotta go there and you have the promise everywhere you set your foot I will give you that land but there's it sounds so nice it sounds too good to be true but there's an issue there's an issue the issue is that there was a river between them and the promised land and you know often often in our lives we can feel like that we are so close to something and, and we feel like oh, there's this thing in between that place and it's so hard to get there, but I'm so close. And we often feel like life uh, like that. And you know, like often we can be like, imagine like, um, I'll go to that part later. But let's keep, uh, let's keep reading uh, what's happening there, okay? So uh, we go to Joshua chapter three, there is this river but God is telling you, you got to go there. And now, let's read it together, yeah? Now the Jordan is at a flood stage all during harvest. That means that there is, the river is even bigger, yeah? It's even bigger, it's more water there. And yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet, listen now, their feet touched the water's edge, the water from the upstream stopped flowing. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine this? We can skip, we can go to the next one, uh, verse 17. 
So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle. You just can imagine uh, the priests are carrying the Ark. And the Ark at that time actually represent, re represented the God's presence. So just imagine like as you can literally say that as soon as they went with the God's presence, they touched their feet, they stepped there, the river stopped flowing. And it really makes sense. You can say easily like it's, like it's like God's presence automatically removes the obstacles. If it's really the God's way, his will, he's got to, he will remove the obstacles. You don't need to be afraid to go there. And I love this. Like there, there is this amazing picture of this great nation, the double size of Budapest. And they are there, imagine standing there and looking awkward. Some of them saying, oh, I can't swim. <laughs> but you see, you can imagine this picture. And now they will step and the river stops to flow and they wait in the middle. And now these 2.4, maybe more, maybe less people are crossing on the other side and reaching the promised land. That's such a beautiful picture. And... You can say the whole nation had completed the crossing on the dry ground. How good is that? It, even if it looks scary and dangerous, come on, God always brings safety there. God is always trustful. We, we often... Um, yeah, it's cool. Uh, let, let's move to the other one, um, to the second thing, okay? So the first one was reaching and entering the promised land. The second thing what God told him to Joshua was to defeat the enemy, okay? So the first one was entering the promised land and the second one was, let's say, all together, defeat the enemy. All right, so let's continue in the conversation. Uh, Joshua uh, chapter 1, verse 5. So God says to Joshua, no one will be able to stand against you. All the days of your life as I am with Moses, so I will be with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. How, 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 how powerful is that? So God is saying, you got to enter the promised land. Now what you got to do, you got to defeat the enemy. But I give you promise. No one will be able to stand against you because I will never leave you. I'll be with you. And I, I love the idea. The, the, the closer to the promised land in your life you come, the more visible you are to the enemy. You see, the... And, and, and what many Christians don't realize is, is the moment when you step, when you put your feet, foot on the promised land, you're in the war. You're in the war, man. And so the enemy doesn't mind you if you don't make any difference. If you don't serve, if you don't engage. You see, you can be Christian your whole life. You can do nothing. You, you don't need to make any difference, bring any fruit. The enemy, the enemy will not mind you in that case. He is even willing to like support that. <laughs> so you see, it's, it's, it's not, it was not easy for them to come so far here to the promised land. It was not easy, to be honest. And even in our life, it's not easy to, find, to come to the promised land. But now, when you are there, it's going to be even harder. It's going to be even more even worse. And the Bible puts it this way in the first Peter chapter 4 verse 12. It says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. And I, 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 why I want to put it there is because often we act surprised when something happens. Often we can act surprised when we go through a test in our life, yeah? 
It's like, oh, God, why is this happening to me? Probably you should be complimented when tests are coming, yeah? You probably should be happy if it's, yeah, it's a good sign, yeah? I just want to say it's normal. It's part of the journey. That's the point what this Bible is saying. The second thing what the Bible says is uh, in the Job to Joshua verse 9, it says, God saying again to Joshua, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. This one is pretty personal to me. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So don't be surprised, guys, if something is happening to you, if there are some tests in your life. In fact, what you got to be, you got to be strong and courageous. And, you know, God, if God says that we got to be strong and courageous, it means that there's going to be many reasons for you to be weak. When God says, hey, do not be afraid, probably you can expect there's going to be reasons, situations in your life where you're going to be afraid, naturally. You see, when Joshua crossed the river, he stepped into the promised land, he came there. He needed to conquer 31 kings when he came there. It's more battles than in a Game of Thrones. It's crazy. There is one quote I put there um, from Eddie Rickenbacker. He's a war hero. Uh, American war hero, and he basically puts it this way, and I love what he says. Uh, courage is doing what you are afraid to do. i never seen it like that. So to, to maybe to explain it, to give you a picture, um, once me and Kika, we went, um, yeah, the Kika, that's the one who is already taken, guys, you remember, yeah? So once we, we went in the New Zealand, we went, we, we booked this trip. So if we go somewhere for a trip, her imagination that she's going to lay in the beach, she's going to tent, sometimes go to the water and back. My imagination that we're going to do some crazy stuff and explore the world, yeah? So we need to find some middle ground. So we booked this, um, we booked this um, nice trip that we're going to go to the cave, a nice beautiful cave. And... Um, we will basically swim there. So we were swimming in the caves for a few couple of hours, and it was really cool. But what happened that this, in, during this journey, during this trip, we came to the point where part of the trip was that we needed to jump into the water from a pretty big height. So Kika, she didn't know about it, otherwise she wouldn't go. <laughs> but it came to this point, and so we are there, we are studying, we are uh, talking about it, okay, let's do it. So I was, of course, I needed to go first. <laughs> and so I went first, I jumped within a few seconds, and uh, then I was waiting there downstairs. But I saw Kika, she was there. And I'm, I know very well that she is afraid of heights and jumping to the water. I know that she, is, she has this fear about um, just really jumping into the unknown and just really uh, from the heights because we already been on holiday and it took me probably 20 minutes to convince her to jump from a two meters, guys. <laughs> and she didn't jump. I had to push her. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, so I see Kika there and uh, I, I remember that she had this like look in her eyes and she was really scared. And, but it took her time, I'll, I'll not be honest, it took her time and I saw that she was battling with this fear because she was afraid to jump, right? But after a while, she jumped down. After a while, come on, we can give her a clap. She jumped down. <laughs> and 
Of course, for me, it took a few seconds. For, it, it, for her, it took few, quite a while, a <laughs> few minutes. But when you uh, following this definition, if you would be standing there and looking on what's happening, you would maybe naturally see like, oh, I'm the courageous one, yeah? Because I can just, just, just jump like in a few seconds. But to be honest, I didn't need the courage to do that because I'm not afraid of that. I'm just crazy. <laughs> in fact, Kika, Kika, she needed to find courage to do that because it was her fear. So um, what, what happened that it naturally, naturally we can judge just by uh, yeah, who is going first, but the real thing is that there are people around us that are battling with a fear and they are the ones who, who are courageous. And I just loved really this definition that I really believe that even God will, in, his, in your journey, he will often, he leads us, it sounds bad, but he often leads us to the place where we naturally are afraid to go. Just really to the promised land. He is telling us that we need to be strong and courageous. Probably he knows what is your fear. Probably he knows that you're going to need the courage. And I love what says the Bible in the First John chapter 4. It says that, First uh, John chapter 4, uh, it says that you dear children are from God and have overcome them. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. And I just really love that. Come on, this is something you can take home. This is something you can take away. Come on, no matter where is God calling you, no matter what, what, what is in ahead of you, come on. The one who is in you is greater. Come on, you don't have to be afraid. He's with you. He will be always with you, no matter where you go. So you see, we are in the promised land. God is telling us we got to defeat the enemy. To defeat the enemy, we got to need the full armor of God. In Ephesians chapter 6, it says, um, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of the heavenly places. So, so you see, we are, in fact, we are in the war. Let's move on uh, to another verse. Um, Therefore, put on the full armor of God. And this is very important, to have the full thing on yourself. Otherwise, you, you are vulnerable to the enemy. So that when the day of the evil comes, you may be able to stand on the ground. So stand firm. And now with this naming, all these things, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. But let's move forward. I'm not going to uh, talk about all of this. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. And I just realized that, man, there is a war. And if you don't know how to fight it, you are in the trouble. It's very important to really hold this shield, to put it on. The shield is something that is protecting you. Something that is really, if the enemy will go after you, come on. And it goes on, put on the shield of faith uh, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. I just really love that. Come on. It, it, it's by faith how you stay protected. So you see, something happens in your life. It's by faith. You'll not get anything on paper otherwise on the, as on the Bible. You see, we, we can't control the circumstances we are in, but we can always control our response to all the circumstances. I just really want to encourage you guys, come on, anything going in your life, come on, take something by faith and hold on to it. I remember when I was uh, in the Bible school, 
you can come up. And I, I remember uh, if I was in the Bible school and um, they encouraged us to take some verses and to declare it daily. So see, I was in the, I was in the promise. Um, I, I had this health condition, my tumor. So I just took really something. I like the Isaiah 54 verse 17. It says that uh, no we weapon formed against you shall prosper. So this is something that really grew close to my heart. So I took this verse, yeah? I took this verse. I put it as a shield by faith. I started to declare and I started to speak it out. Because what happens when you speak out some things, they come, to, to, uh, they come alive. So naturally, um, in a few days, it felt awkward. In a few weeks, it felt awkward. Because you, didn't, you don't really believe that. Come on, let's be honest don't really believe that but as you speak it out day by day week by week month after month you start to believe it and now something happens oh no 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 I know that no weapon from against me shall prosper because that the word of God says and I just really want to encourage you in something in your life happens you gotta do the same you gotta Stay safe by faith. My last part today is, um, the last point was to claim your inheritance. Claim the inheritance. It's the last thing that God is telling Joshua to do. And he gives him a promise. The promise is in the verse 6. Um, Be strong and courageous again. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land. I swore to their ancestors. To the, and I love it says, you will lead these people to the land. Maybe for you, you need to, it, it doesn't happen automatically. You need maybe to lead your family there. You maybe need to lead some people. You maybe need to lead yourself to the land. In fact, the, in the New Testament, it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Come on, guys. God has already blessed you with every spiritual blessing you can imagine in Jesus. How good is that? All we got to do, all we got to do, all we got to do is to step by faith and to claim the inheritance that you already have access to. What we don't realize that you have the full access in God. Full access into every spiritual blessing of Jesus. I wonder, I wonder the sin. Maybe it's the sin in your family that was coming from generation to generation. The sin maybe your parents used to battle with. Could not, could not win the war. Maybe your grandparents used to battle with. I wonder, what, I wonder what would happen if you would be the one who would break it. It can happen. You see, you see my, my step of faith was that I, I know I was in the middle of my, my health condition. I needed to travel. I needed to lose all guarantees and my plan. I needed to go to the Bible college. But my inheritance... That was something I claimed. That was the healing. That was the health. And I really believe that for you, God has something special as well. It's not about God has favorite ones. No, no, no. You can say, oh, maybe you got healed. But God doesn't like me like that. No, no, no. It's not truth. Come on. 
every one of you, if you see, if you declare that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior, if you really live like that, come on, if you repent, come on, if you really truly believe in Him, you have every spiritual blessing in Him. I wonder if all of us just can maybe stand for a while. Come on, let's all of us stand together. There are three people tonight in the room. You yourself, you, you can find yourself in one of those three categories. I pray that God will speak to you. The first one is that you are about to enter the promised land. You, you just, the promised land, it just feels like, oh, it's so close, it's so close, but there is, there is a river, there is some obstacle. But I just really feel there are some of you that just really about to enter the promised land. The second one, you are in the middle of a battle. What you got to do is to defeat the enemy. There are some people tonight that are battling. You, may, you can maybe lose a few battles, but don't lose the war. Come on, guys. Don't lose the war. The third one, the third, the third category that are people here tonight is that you need to claim the inheritance you have in the Lord. You need to claim this inheritance. And I love when you go later on in the story. I love how it puts, um, when they were actually claiming the inheritance later on, it says that little by little, little by little, territory by territory, step by step, achieving things. I wonder if we can maybe just all of us close our eyes for, for a little while and we're just going to pray. And maybe what you can do is to put your hands as you would receive something. As God would give to your hands something. Just put your hands before you like God would be about to give you a gift. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that in you we have every spiritual blessing father that you already the price for all these things already been paid jesus father right now thank you father that you are moving right now jesus thank you that you are shifting the atmosphere right now jesus thank you father that in you we can claim what you already gave to us access Father, right now, I, I, I really believe that there are some people right now and God is, God is giving to your hands a new measure of faith right now. You had some faith in your life, but God is giving you a new level, new level of dreaming. In fact, there are people in this room right now, you've been, you've been told of maybe by your parents or by your family that your dream is stupid. We pray that in the name of Jesus. God is reviving his dreams right now. I believe that it's a while. Some people in this room, you couldn't, you couldn't access joy for a while. You couldn't be happy for a while. Right now, what is God doing? He is, he is releasing joy. He is releasing peace. There are some people as well, like Miro said, there is anointing for healing as well that God wants to give you access to right now come on physical healing maybe you are in the in the middle of making a choice or decision and you were praying for what should be your next step 
I believe that right now, come on, you have access to God's discernment and guidance. In fact, the Bible says what is God giving right now is His wisdom. The Bible says if you ask for wisdom, He will give abundantly. Come right now. God is, God is giving His wisdom right now. I feel that some of you, you've been hearing about Holy Spirit. And God wants to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit as well. There are, in fact, there are many gifts. If you, if you receive the Holy Spirit, there are many gifts in Him as well. And God is, wants to give uh, gifts of the tongues and many other gifts as well. Speaking in tongues. Austin, I just really feel like God, God really would like to set you free. You see, you, you got to enter to the promised land. But you can't take everything with you there. Come on, there is some stuff in your life you got to leave in the Egypt. You got to leave it behind yourself. It's not, it's not godly thing to take you there to the promised land. You can't, you can't take everything there. Yeah, so we're just going to pray, yeah? Father, right now, Jesus, Father, we, we claim every spiritual blessing we have in you, Father. And we just humbly come before you, Jesus, and ask you for your favor ask you father that you will give us a wisdom you will give us new strategy jesus you will release new hunger father into every one of us hunger to to be in your presence father to see breakthroughs in our life in jesus name amen